welcome to the Sage Chakra Yoga Podcast. I think somebody just woke up from her nap. Hello. You might hear my little baby in the background just warning. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep talking. I wanted to talk about my physical healing journey today because I feel like I have been through a lot physically with my body but I also feel like this healing journey not that it's separate from because everything is totally interconnected but I feel like my physical healing journey is very different from my emotional healing journey and like my spiritual healing journey I feel like they're different paths and different stories so I wanted to focus on (laughs) my physical healing journey today. So let's start by talking about, I just turned 25. Okay, yeah, I know, I did a whole quarter of a century done, proud of myself. Um, (laughs) So I just turned 25, which means I've been alive for 25 years. And for... The first, like, 13 years of my life, I was eating a very unhealthy American diet of just a lot of processed foods, a lot of chemicals. I ate meat back then, and it wasn't good meat. (laughs) I ate a lot of, like, just, yeah. I ate a lot of um, just what the standard American, American diet, what people eat, you know, like, Oh my, the baby, I think we should go get the baby, okay, I'm gonna, maybe she's okay, I think she stopped crying, (laughs) what do you think, Bug, okay, so, sorry, yeah, so I was a very typical American, ate a bunch of gross shit all the time, (laughs) until I was 13, and then, What made me become a vegetarian was I actually became a vegetarian not for, like, health reasons, but because I watched a documentary about factory farms, and I learned what factory farms were and where this meat was coming from and the way these animals were being treated, and I just didn't want to be a part of that, and that's why I stopped eating meat when I was 13. And then that kind of led me to just learning more about nutrition and like the health benefits behind it and learning about like all that stuff so um (laughs) what else happened with my body so that was kind of like my diet I went from eating a lot of junk and meat to becoming a vegetarian and eating a lot of healthier foods, less preservatives, more fresh foods, and I mean, still lots of, like, pizza and pasta. I mean, who doesn't like pizza and pasta? But I, <laughs> I just went super veg when I was a kid. Sorry, I'm getting so distracted. I have two babies now. They were asleep when they started recording. Oh no, I lost the, I lost the headphone. 
Um, okay, I'm going to power through, and you're going to listen to <laughs> what my life is like taking care of two babies all day. So, sorry, that's why I keep getting a bit distracted. Um, and also, from the age of three years old, I was a cheerleader. And by the time I was 13, I was doing really hardcore competitive cheerleading. So, like, I was doing a lot of conditioning and cardio and ab workouts and, like, high-intensity training, like, every day. I was always, I always had cheer practice or a tumbling class, and I would just do crunches for hours and hours and hours because the goal of every cheerleader was to have abs because we had these little um, uniforms that we'd wear on competition day and your entire stomach would show and everybody wanted to have abs. I never got abs. Uh, my body type does not allow me to have abs. I am a lady and I mean I know some ladies can have abs but my body type definitely not one for abs and when I was a kid I spent hours and hours and hours and hours just doing like sit-ups all day every day because I thought it would give me abs and I wanted abs and <laughs> no longer a dream of mine I'm no longer a competitive cheerleader but for like 15 years of my life starting at a really young age I was a hardcore competitive cheerleader and we also do a lot of really intense stretching too but it's not designed to with your body in mind because uh, the average cheerleader her career ends when she turns 18. I mean, there are cheerleaders in their 20s, um, but most cheerleaders stop when they're 18. So by that time, most cheerleaders' bodies are destroyed and their coaches don't care because they're, they're aged out, so it doesn't matter to them anymore. But it's really actually fucked up the way that they practice cheerleaders because... Yeah, they, like, really push you, <laughs> they push you really hard, and, uh, um, you do a lot of, a lot, a lot of physical activity, not with the health of your body in mind, so a lot of people who do competitive cheerleading will have back problems and, um, all kinds of, all kinds of fuck-ups in their body, but I had a really, really bad back pain by the time I was, like, 16, my back hurt all the time, even younger, actually, I was, I remember being, like, 15, and my back hurt all the time, so I went to the doctor, and he told me to stop cheerleading, and I got really mad, and <laughs> I was a little angsty teenager, obviously I didn't stop cheerleading, I kept going until I aged out, you know, but, um, <laughs> so that's where I was at physically, I was a vegetarian and an intense cheerleader doing really intense cardio workouts like every single day and really intense stretching like they would literally have three girls hold one girl down and pull her leg up and like push on it and like a lot of the times the girl would be crying and they'd be like keep going like it was really intense like crazy now that I think about it <laughs> and they would like make you do the routine over and over and over and over and over again and they'd always be like one more time. It was never one more time. They just kept making you do it. And if you messed up, then they would like make you do push-ups or sit-ups or like run laps. So then, and then make you do it again. So that time you were like more tired and probably more prone to messing up. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was so intense. And 
<laughs> any competitive cheerleaders out there, DM me on Instagram. We can talk about what competitive cheerleading was like back in the day. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's like now. I'm so far detached from that whole world. But that... Oh my goodness, my little baby. <laughs> Let's go eat your sister. Come on. Oh, big hug. Thank you. Okay, so. Oh my goodness. Scarlet, are you hungry? Hungry baby. I <laughs> just go. My cat's following us everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so I was a hardcore competitive cheerleader, eating vegetarian, except I didn't really know how to, like, balance out my meals, so I was eating a lot of, like, bland salads and fruits and veggies and just, like, random stuff, but I also drank lots of soy milk, I don't know, there's just, like, a whole lot of, I used to drink soy milk, like, every day. Hi. Hi. So we're back. I am. I got Scarlett on one city and Amelia pulling on the microphone and stopping the recording. Say hi. Oh, now she's giving her sister a kiss. <laughs> okay, so where was I? Okay, and then after I stopped cheerleading, I noticed that, like, I actually remember I went to, like, so... I went to lots of different doctors and specialists and got all these tests done because I felt really sick all the time like my stomach always hurt I was always tired I was really like sad too and I just had I didn't know what was wrong with me like I didn't know what I was doing wrong I thought I was eating healthy and I didn't I didn't really know what was up and it's common actually like my brother goes to all these different specialists and stuff all the time because he also has like, health problems and doesn't know what's up, and then I discovered about all the toxic ingredients in products, like, all the chemicals added to all of our products, and all of our, all the preservatives in the food, and I learned a lot about, like, just toxins in general, and all these toxic things, and also, like, toxic people, so I spent the next few years cutting out, Amelia, get back here! Amelia, come here! Where are you going? Oh my goodness. She's going back into the closet. No! <laughs> my closet is like, it's like, it's, it's like a little office. It's not a closet, but... Yay! Get back here! Oh my goodness. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> I spent the next few years cutting out all of the toxic things in my life. Toxic products, toxic foods, toxic preservatives, toxic people, and also when I was going to all these specialists, I got diagnosed with all these different things. I actually got diagnosed with endometriosis when I was like 15, and they put me on birth control, so that's another thing. When I was 15, I got diagnosed with endometriosis after my doctor asked me like one question, and... I had endometriosis, and they put me on birth control, and that was that. And I was on birth control for almost 10 years. No, not 10 years, 5 years, 5 years, because I got off of it. That's why I have two babies. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> hi, bug. 
birth control is not good for you. So anyways, that happened, all that happened, I started cutting out toxic stuff, I was being mindful about what I ate and all this, and then, hey, oh, I also, when I was 18, <laughs> I hope you're following me, I know this is so scattered, oh, what does that say? What does it say? <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder, I'm even gonna post this, I might have to re-record this episode, but. Uh, what was I saying? Okay, so I got diagnosed with endometriosis when I was 15. And again, I remember being like a kid, being like 10 years old at cheer practice all day and feeling so shitty, like feeling sick all the time when I was a kid and just not feeling good and being tired all the time. And then when I was 18, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis and I got Another pill, I had to take Synthroid, synthetic like thyroid medication every single day. I had to take a pill every single day. And I was on that pill for 19, 20, like till I was 22. So like four years. Yeah, I think it was 22. It was when I lived in Mexico that I got off all my pills. Because... Okay, so I started traveling when I was 19. I started traveling the world and meeting all these people, and I met Leslie Fightmaster. Okay, but also, I mean, I've said this story before. I have to go find my baby. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, oh, no. Come in here with your sister. Come on. Come here, buggy. Come hang out in the other room with me. Thank you. Okay, so... I started practicing yoga online with Fightmaster Yoga every single day when I was around 17 because I, that's my, that's how my yoga practice started and it was because my back hurt from all the cheerleading, this all connects, and because my back hurt I started doing yoga and it made me feel really good and I did yoga every day but it was all very physical for me, I hadn't unlocked the spiritual emotional side of yoga yet it was just a physical workout for me I had just stopped I had just stopped cheerleading competitive cheerleading so I did like these really um she has a lot of really like physically intense like demanding yoga flows and I, I remember doing the 90 day challenge like a few times but basically, I just did that every single day for two years, and that was my yoga practice. Fight Master Yoga, every day, intense. Um, sometimes I do restful ones, but I really liked doing like the really hard, intense physical workout ones. Hi! Because um, I was used to that from cheerleading. Oh, no! And... Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hi! Achoo! Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, so after, yeah, I did yoga for two years. And then I traveled to Italy where I met Leslie Fightmaster. And I went to her yoga retreat. And then she actually started teaching me yoga. And, like, real yoga, not just the physical part. When I met her in person, I started learning about the spiritual and emotional part. And then I eventually... Went to California in 2018 and took her yoga teacher training. And I was introduced to this world of people who, like, 
knew all these magical spiritual things and like were connected to the earth and knew about all these healing practices that I never heard of and would have sounded crazy to me if I learned about it like when I was like a little competitive cheerleader in New Jersey like thinking that the world was one way you know and I met all these people who like believed in magic and healing yourself and using where did you get that crystal no 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 don't put that in your mouth you don't put crystals in your mouth bug no don't eat it you're so funny did you get this from the other room (laughs) <laughs> She's trying to eat my little topaz. <laughs> Here you go. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I started learning all of these crazy like ways to heal yourself and not go to doctors and not have all these medications and stuff. And I became really close friends with a bunch of people from there and kept in touch with them and would talk to them over the years, you know. And... I remember, I think it was not even, it was still like another year or two later, what was it, maybe 2019, I think 2019 is when I read this book, yeah, it was 2019, because I was I was living in Mexico, and I met this girl who was totally my sister in a past life, and um, she told me all about like why I should get off birth control pills, and why I should stop taking thyroid medication, like, why I didn't need pills, what, she taught me that I didn't need pills every single day in order to exist as a human, and that, in fact, they weren't helping me, they were just putting a band-aid on my symptoms, and essentially making me worse, because I was allowing these imbalances and, like, disharmonies to live in my body, oh, thank you, bug, she gave me a kiss. Oh, and then she gave her little sister a kiss. You're so sweet. Oh, you're so sweet. Are you cuddling with the baby? Be careful, be careful. Be careful. She's really tiny. It's okay. Just don't lean on her. She's real small. You don't want to crush her. You're so big. You're so big. Okay, so... Yeah, that's when I got off all my pills. I was taking two pills every day for years at that point, and I stopped taking all my pills. I got off breast control, I stopped taking the thyroid medicine, and then one of my friends recommended this book to me that was called Healing Your ha- Healing Hashimoto's Thyroiditis with Ayurveda. It was very specific to the exact diagnosis that I had, and it was Ayurvedic practices to heal it and I learned about Ayurveda at yoga teacher training and I was really interested in it and I implemented the practices in this book and I cut out all these ingredients the book even talks about cutting out all these toxins and like even things that I didn't really know before that I shouldn't be having really just anything that isn't natural I just cut out and I started eating more warm foods and I went back from I um I feel like I used to eat really, really plant-based, and I kind of started incorporating more dairy into my diet, but not like factory farm dairy. Always like if I have butter, I have like really good ghee or Kerrygold butter, and if I have milk, it's always, I've been drinking A2 milk or like, like local milk from like a farm where I know that the animals are treated well. 
Um, so my, when I when I go out places, I still usually like to have plant milk because I feel like most places have just like generic milk, and I don't want to support the factory farms. So, oh little baby girl, you're so sweet. Gosh, this baby is six weeks old, and my other baby's a year old. Bogey, I can't read you a book right now. I'm recording a podcast. Uh oh, <laughs> watch Zuko. I'll read you the book after I'm done, okay? Oh, good job. She threw a book at the cat, but then she gave him a kiss. <laughs> okay, so I started using Ayurveda to heal my thyroid. I went off the medicine, and I was off the medicine for, I think, a few months, and then I went back to my endometriosis. No, not endometriosis, sorry. My thyroid doctor, my endocrinologist, that's what it's called. So I'll read this to you in a second, Buggy. I have to finish my podcast. But I'll read it to you soon, I promise. I, um, I went to my endocrinologist. I didn't tell him at first that I was off the medicine. Got my test done, asked him if everything looked good, and then I was like, mm, yeah, I, am not, I haven't been taking the medicine. And he, he said that I don't need to take it anymore. He told me himself... Well, you're fine. You don't need to take it anymore. And I even, I've been back there, like, that was, like, years ago. That was, like, three years ago, three or four years ago. And I, I went back a few times and got my levels checked, and I've been great. I've been great. I So a few things I do, I try to eat more Ayurvedically centered, like, based on my dosha, and I try to, um... Momo, Momo's outside. Our dog Momo is outside. She's barking. She's okay. So just barking at the dog next door. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started eating more Ayurvedically and, pra- and using Ayurvedic practices throughout my day. So I, I drink hot lemon water every single morning. I, I scrape my tongue. I do lots of different random Ayurvedic practices that I try to incorporate in my life. And I try to eat Ayurvedically, but I, but I don't follow it very strictly. Um, I, I really like learning about Ayurveda and I think it's super interesting, but I also, I take into consideration that it wasn't invented for me. I don't have any Indian ancestry, so um, my body type and my ancestors and everything like about my physical makeup, I feel like is a bit different than the people who grew up and lived in ancient Mama. India. So I don't Mama. avoid cold drinks as much as Ayurveda tells you to, um, just because I think that I don't need to for my body. So I think it's good to like learn about different healing modalities and incorporate what resonates with you and then leave the rest. Like in anything that you're learning, in any kind of healing modality because it is all, like all these practices are really like culturally centered around the people who created them and a lot of times that wasn't your people. Like we're all one and we're all the same but you know, specific things work better for specific people's bodies. So I think take everything you learn from me or anybody else with a grain of salt and just only put into practice what feels right for you and just leave the rest. That's how I like to heal. Oh, does somebody need a titty? No problem, little baby. I'm going to put this baby on a titty. Oh, kisses from your sister.
Okay, this got it. Okay. talking about oh my goodness oh so my practices so yeah i drink hot lemon water every day i have boiled apples with cloves as the first thing i eat every day every single day i've been doing this for years i mean like i skip it sometimes and i don't get mad what's wrong i'll read that book to you in a second but i don't get mad at myself when i skip these things but i've been scraping my tongue every morning drinking hot lemon water the first thing that I eat is always boiled apples with cloves because it's a prebiotic. And then I make sure to eat or drink a probiotic throughout the day. So maybe I'll have some yogurt with probiotics or like something fermented. Or I will, well, this is fermented. I like to drink kombucha a lot. Oof, there's a bunch of kombucha in my fridge. GTS is my favorite kombucha brand. And I think that they're just like the tastiest. But anyways... Um, and something else that I do every day is I drink celery juice every morning, and I, ma I try to make it fresh. I usually make it for, I used to make it every single morning, but now that I have babies, I, I usually make it like the night before, or I'll make it for like a few days out, but it's best to, to drink it fresh and make it fresh if you can, and I drink celery juice every morning, and it doesn't matter which one you have first. Because some people, like, like I'll either drink the celery juice first or I'll drink the hot lemon water first. But you can do either or first. But those are just things you drink that I drink every day on an empty stomach. The hot lemon water is, like, it's supposed to clean out your system and catch anything that was left over from the day before. Oh, no, I'm dripping everywhere. My goodness, I'm soaking this baby in breast milk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, these are my practices. I have my celery juice, my hot lemon water. Um, if you want to learn more about, like, the healing properties of celery juice, look up the medical medium. Here you go, bug. No. <laughs> and I have my uh, apples, and then I just don't use any products that have like anything in them. I really just don't use a lot of products. Like for soap, I use Castile soap and I um, I use sweet almond oil as my lotion. It's really nice. I used to use coconut oil, but it doesn't absorb into skin really well. So I use sweet almond oil and I really like it. And um, gosh, I'm so distracted. <laughs> I'm just taking care of three babies while I'm recording this podcast. You think that's funny? You think that's funny? She thinks it's funny. So, yeah, I mean, these are just all the practices that I do to heal myself. I meditate every day. I practice some yoga every day. <laughs> yeah? I, uh, yeah, I try to go outside, get my feet on the bare earth. There's just, like, so much that I do to heal myself physically. But I think the most important takeaway that anyone can add to their life is to just being mindful with what you do with your body. So be mindful with what you put in your body and that's like food you eat. When you're preparing your food, like be mindful because the energy that you have, like the frequency that you're vibrating at, which is like stems from your emotional state and the thoughts that you're having and just like the vibe that you're giving off, that'll go into whatever food you're cooking. And same with if somebody else is cooking your food 
their vibrational frequency, their vibe, their energetic state is going to go into your food. So that's why sometimes you eat something and then like within like an hour or two, you like feel like weird. Like you have like these emotions. So emotions that like can come through your body that aren't yours. So you're eating, say you got like fast food and the person who was making your fast food was like really annoyed and angry because they don't like their job. And then a couple of like hours later, you're feeling really annoyed and angry at the people around you, but you don't really know why. Like there's no reason. That's because you ate their anger. <laughs> like you like they put it in the food. That's when you hear like old ladies who are like, "Yeah, I put love in it." I mean, I'm the old lady who says that. But when they did, they put their love in it. That's actually an energetic, intentional thing to put your love in the food. Good job, Buggy. You're really good at the drum. Sounds really pretty when you do that. Yeah, so the energy that you have while you're cooking will go right into your food. So be mindful and present and like if you like for example, if you're watching the news while you're cooking and the news is like talking about all these horrible things, you're going to feel horrible when you eat that food. But if you're cooking and you're paying attention to the food and you're thanking the food and being grateful and thanking the ingredients and being mindful, I mean, just that practice alone will help heal your physical body. But also, intentional movement. And it's just interesting when I started doing yoga, there's really intentional, loving ways to move your body. And then there's ways that like people stretch and they mean really well and they're trying to help their body. But... Stretching the wrong way is actually really harmful to your body and causes more pain and all kinds of things. So intentionally moving, being intentional about the people you surround yourself with and the conversations that you're having. Just being mindful, mindfulness, being mindful. That's really what has healed my body. And then, you know, I don't even want to go into (laughs) the last two years because I just had two babies. Like I was pregnant And then I was in postpartum for like four months and then I got pregnant again and then I was pregnant for another nine months. So I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to cut off here. Um, Thank you for listening. (laughs) You want to read this book? I got to go because Amelia wants to read this book really bad. But if you wanted to learn more about healing yourself through mindfulness and through yoga, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter. Go to my website, sageshakrayoga.com. Check out my course, Heal Your Chakras. It's going to teach you how to use yoga and mindfulness practices to heal your mind, body, and soul and bring harmony to your chakras, which is your energy system. So you can find that on my website, sageshakrayoga.com. And if you're listening to this early, it might not have launched yet because when I'm recording this, it hasn't launched yet. And I don't think I'll launch it in the next couple of weeks because I'm still working on it. And I don't give myself deadlines. I give myself time. So <laughs> I want it to be really perfect and really great. Hi. Hi. Yeah, one second, Buggy. Almost done. So if it's not out yet, you can subscribe to my newsletter on my website. <laughs> and... Um, You'll get early access to the course when it does launch at a discounted price. Amelia really wants to read this book. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Bye. Namaste.